At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, you have to play, you have to hit the record button before you start playing stuff. Right? Do you even know how to podcast? First time. First time doing this. It shows. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, also known as Pretty Bird, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and of course, the queen of soft style herself, Miranda Morales. Your hostess with the mostess here to take you on another podcasting adventure. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Yeah, damn right. Baddest MFers are on this podcast. Why why are you censoring yourself? Wait, why did you literally censor yourself right there? You never. Well, because I just wanted to. Because I'm going to do it later. Like, what's the deal? So, what if I want to say MFers? Okay. Okay. I mean, fine. The baddest motherfuckers out here on this podcast. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Yes. Miranda Morales, joined by the producer slash co-host slash kingpin of the chairshot.com slash did you know he is a wrestling promoter slash <laughs> slash <laughs> uh, the unstoppable one, Greg DeMarco. Enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Everybody strap in. About to open some fucking windows. I almost feel like now, like when I when we post the show, it needs to be like bound for fucking glory or motherfucking bound for glory or something <laughs> like that. Bound for motherfucking glory. Maybe it will be. I'll just have to put some stars in there or something because it is posted. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll love that. Nobody listens. Money plan. We say whatever we want on here. That is the beauty of the hashtag Miranda show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot radio network, which you can find on the chairshot.com. I can find there it is. The chairshot.com. The chairshot.com. Always use your head. 
Yes, on the chairshot.com and various other podcast streaming platforms. You can find the hashtag Miranda Show and other great podcasts, including the Babyface Heel podcast that just uh, posted earlier today. As you are finding this show or listening to the show or maybe listening to the show, I'm not sure when you listen to the show. But by the time you listen to this, the Babyface Heel podcast is also available. So make sure you listen to What if they're too. listening in like 2027? Why? How would they find this in 2027? You just never know. Like, I, I so the other day we got like a dump of of listens in in the numbers, and it was literally stuff from like over a year ago that got like new listens. I don't know how people find that stuff. Whether it's Google search results, whether it's maybe it's just old data that finally poured over. Who knows? But like, if you're listening in, in 2027, like first off, how is it? How how are you doing? Um, yeah, what's is, it like? Tell us is, all about it. Is the Rock president yet? Because he probably is. Um, yeah, that sounds. Is cool. Roman Reigns still the Universal Champion? He probably is. He probably um, yeah. He should be. Acknowledge him. Do we still acknowledge him? Ooh, ooh. does AEW even exist? Oh, ooh. you would just love that. Have you we already that. watched? Are we next week on on the current day edition of of the hashtag Miranda Show going to finally cover? The meteoric rise mm-hmm. and inevitable fall of all the. You think we'll still be doing this Peacock. podcast in, in five six years? years? Six years? I don't know. No, we've made you it this have far. Time for that? Well, the kids, I'm sure, will be off in college by then, so you'll have a lot more time on your hands. Yeah, I will. Time is gonna fly, man. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what my whole life situation will be, so that will be fun. No, remember, um, we're, we're talking like it's 2027. You don't know what your life situation is. Is I don't know what it is. Future me, current me, tell past me how my life is now so I can prepare for it in the past. That could be like a whole podcast. Podcast from the future. Ooh. I mean, think about it. We're in the month of October. Very twilight zone. Play it. Play the motherfucking clip. Complaining that intros are too long. I would like to know. And does Six Kyle want to say it to my face as I hold this plastic knife? <laughs> does, does Miranda have to cut a bitch? Does Miranda have to cut a bitch with a plastic knife? Do I? <laughs> Tell me how long the intros are. Tell me. Why do you even have a plastic knife? I mean, I know you're at a dining room table. Yeah, so. exactly, because I'm at my dining room table. I don't really know where this came from, to be honest. So that's how things. That's my house right now. I I haven't really started, you know, moving anything, but I have things in random places, including this knife. <laughs> I'm conducting a orchestra with this motherfucking knife right here. See, now I got you saying it every other word. It's great. Well, exactly, you know, I really wanted to save it, you know, a little, sometimes less is more, but anyways. Not today, apparently. Not today. So. Or, are we, bitches! So are we talking about today or are we talking about 2027? We Which could talk tomorrow. about Powerful Glory 2027. And. Uh, oh man, what would that look like? So that would be, oh. so let's see. So Top Dalla is wrestling against. Um, um, Joaquin Wild, he makes it back to Impact Wrestling. He makes it back, yes. He's now, and there for the world title. 
in 2020. Maybe Nicholas is is making his rounds. Um, He'd be in WWE though. No, but he'd probably get endeavored, and then he's going to to Impact, and he'll be back. Maybe he's reunited with Braun Strowman. Yes, yes. In Impact Wrestling, Mm -hmm. and they are the Impact World Tag Team Champions. Reunited once again after yes. that amazing performance at WrestleMania 34. Yes. So if you have not been able to guess yet, as far as the topic, we are going to be talking about Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory 2021. Yes, yes, 2021. Edition. Yes, yeah, 2021. Travel we'll back to day. present day, people. Yeah, we're traveling back to present day for those who may be listening in the future, which is the past. Uh, but that's another topic for another day. We are going to be talking about something that hasn't happened yet as it were, as we are recording this. <laughs> but it is the past in 2027 when you're listening to it. Got it. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's easy, easy. Um, we sense. are going to be talking about Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory, the biggest pay-per-view of the year for Impact Wrestling. Uh, we have seven matches to talk about. And, of course, it's Bound for Glory, so we're also going to give our thoughts on who we think may show up at Bound for Glory. But before we do that, you know what time it is. It is time to discuss IZW, Impact Zone Wrestling, Saturday, November 20th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Impact Zone Wrestling celebrates 21 years of and being fully legal, old enough to drink. Yes. Uh, if a wrestling matches, promotion could yeah. drink, a wrestling promotion could now drink. Yes, yes. This is, you know... If they were given a beer, a beer by the Sandman's or Stone Cold, um, you know they could they could easily have a. It would in fact be two. fully legal. It would be fully legal. So uh, now, last week we talked about the three women's matches that are on the card, um, and we are going to be highlighting different aspects of the show as we head into November twentieth, which at this point, as we're recording now in twenty twenty one, is. 31 days away. Yeah. Yes. So it is literally uh, a a month away from when you're listening to this. Yes. Yes. In present day, listening to to it in present day tomorrow, it will be 30 days, Uh, but it's coming up soon. Yes. The, the, The short of it is coming up soon. And Greg has a pretty big announcement regarding the show. None wrestling related so that's also a spoiler for you in that um we're not talking about a specific match but we are going to be talking about an aspect of you know history that will be acknowledged at fully legal and that is with the izw arizona pro wrestling hall of fame yes so anybody who was there or saw the post or anything after nav 30 which took place november of 2020 because remember, originally the plan for 2020 was to do NAF 30 in August, and then the 20-year celebration for IZW would have taken place in November. COVID gave us other ideas. I prioritized NAF 30 because I didn't want to do NAF 31, but knew that we could celebrate 21 years of IZW. And even back then, I knew the name was going to be Fully Legal, all that. Some people think Fully Legal is just a wrestling name, uh, you know, because anything goes. It's very confusing, yeah, Actually, because if anything, we've already called it Barely Legal. If barely legal and fully loaded have been said by people already. For, yes, for, it is the legal. love child of, of uh, yes. barely legal and fully loaded. Never mind the fact that it's a 21 years in the making. But um, at NAV30, we surprised everybody, including the Navajo Warrior himself, with the announcement and the formation of the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame and immediately made the Navajo Warrior the first inductee, which made perfect sense. What we didn't talk about that night 
um, was the fact that this is going to be an annual thing. And each year in November, while the November show might not always be themed around IZW's birthday like it is for, for this one, and this one's themed somewhat because we couldn't do it last year. Every November, that last event of the year, we do intend on inducting one or more people into the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And we have planned for multiple inductions to take place this year on November 20th in person, live in front of everybody in the audience. We'll be inducting people into the Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Probably two inductees into the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame right there live in front of all of you at Fully Legal Scottsdale Studios November 20th. Big major announcement. So, Greg, you're saying we are likely going to see two people inducted into the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame Saturday, November 20th at IZW Fully Legal in Scottsdale, Arizona. Is that two? Yes, there might be a special recognition on top of that. We're discussing some things, but yes, that is that will be a planned portion of the event. Yes, well. Huge news to anyone who is interested, who've already bought tickets to the show. If you haven't, that's also another announcement. I think that we haven't made yet. That's um, correct. Cause it happened on Friday. Cause it happened on Friday uh, regarding uh, VIP tickets. Yes. All of VIP. We expanded a VIP this time to have more VIP front row tickets than we've ever offered before. Thanks to the bigger building and that those tickets have all sold out. We no longer have any front row VIP available. Funny story. So of all the last IZW events, the last few anyway, every time whoever bought the last remaining front row VIP tickets then reached out because they actually needed more than what was available. And, and so like, like if there was four, they needed six. If there was two, they needed four, like whatever it was, whatever that last purchase was. This time someone went out and and bought the last remaining tickets. And I was like, I'm going to be smart and proactive and reached out to the person probably, you know, being stupid in the end. And then be like, no, I got whatever I needed. Reached out to them, said, Hey, this happens every time. Did you have, do we have all the tickets you need? No, turns out they needed two more. And so I set them up and got them two more. I plan for these things because it always happens. I always keep a few extra things in my back pocket because sure enough, they needed two more tickets and, and I was able to get them two more tickets and, and, and hopefully they can come out and enjoy the show as well. But yep, front row VIP is all sold out. Um, if, if you know somebody who's participating on the VIP card and you need VIP access, we can probably make that happen, although you ain't sitting in the front row, but we can uh, we can accommodate that, so so let us know. But front row VIP is all sold out. Now we only have general admission tickets available, as well as some of the backstage passes are available as well. So, Greg, where can our listeners find information on IZW or purchase their tickets for IZW Fully Legal? There's a couple of different ways as we try to put everything out there in the best ways possible. But on social media, at IZW Wrestling AZ for Arizona, at IZW Wrestling AZ, we post all the announcements, videos, and pretty much every single one of those posts, you will find a link directly to the website or to the Eventbrite page to buy tickets to the event. You can also go to the website itself, IZWWrestling.com. And you'll find your way over to the ticket office, the virtual ticket office that way. Either one of them works, whatever floats your boat. You can even search for IZW on Eventbrite. But why do that when you can just go to IZWWrestling.com? There's a big old link right there. You can click and pick up your tickets while you can for IZW Fully Legal 
November 20th, Scottsdale, Arizona. 21 years. IZW turns 21. Watch out, world. IZW is legal now. So who knows? Stay off the sidewalks because IZW is driving, although we've been driving for five years. But still. 21 and having fun. Yep. IZW. Here, here we go. Yes. Saturday, go. November 20th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Do not miss out. It's really historic event, especially with the announcement right now that we are going to have some new inductees to the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yep. Going to be a special night. Yes. And, you know, we know that some of you may not be able to attend. And so there's another way that you can support IZW and the chairshot.com. In order for me to tell you how, Greg, do me a favor yes. and go ahead and wind it up. It's time! It is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chairshot.com t-shirt. Yes, you can purchase t-shirts for both organizations at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That includes the two new shirts, the two new linear shirts for Impact Zone Wrestling and for the chairshot.com. That plus Many other IZW t-shirts and chair shot t-shirts like the multiple always use your head t-shirts on there. The OG chair shot logo, the everybody hates Greg shirt and you know, your girl's queen of soft style shirt all at pro wrestling tees.com forward slash the chair shot t-shirts start at $19.99. But if you want to pay just a few dollars extra, you can order any shirt in soft style. And that means, of course, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt that you can get in soft style. So you can be stylish and comfortable for a small, low price. Represent Impact Zone Wrestling. In, represent thechairshot.com by getting your t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. I've been talking a lot, literally for hours. This how I'm going on hour three right now of nonstop talking. So, uh, and fuck it. I'm just going to do a plug real quick. Uh, the first hour that I did of recording was actually a special interview for luchacentral.com. Myself, Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy interviewed, uh, Gino Medina from MLW, the intocable, the untouchable one, um, for a special interview for luchacentral.com, which will also be distributed through the chairshot.com. Uh, a really great interview with, uh, someone with a, a lengthy lucha libre background in history, um, not only from his family side, but being able to wrestle people that he grew up with, people that is his father grew up with, uh, also wrestling, you know, more current lucha libre stars wrestling for major league wrestling and promotions all over the u.s and really getting into a bit more of the heart and soul of gino medina so if you are interested that will be out sometime um within the next week don't know yet because we haven't at least at this point of time of airing haven't figured it out but 
that was something that was recorded earlier today and it was just a, a really great interview. So that is also why I am falling over my words. Uh, Cause also with that, we recorded the baby face heel podcast uh, right after that. And now we are in SmackDown middle of the hashtag Miranda show. So I don't think we're in the middle good. of it. If we were in the middle of it, then the show would only be 30 minutes long, 40 minutes long. <laughs> We'll, we'll try and get through these predictions as, as best as we can. Most informative, entertaining. You know how we do it around here. We'll do the who will win, who should win, and give our thoughts on all of the currently announced matches for Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory. This is going to be live in Las Vegas, Samstown, uh, a, a very well-known venue in Las Vegas, one that Impact Wrestling has worked out of before. Uh, it was released on social media, I believe, earlier today that mm-hmm. they are sold out. So a sold-out event for Impact Wrestling for Bound for Glory, which is great news for them as a just you know one of the last wrestling promotions to have fans back in attendance at events and, you know, it's bound for glory, which has been a uh, pretty big uh, event in the company history, but also over the past few years with, you know, surprises and appearances and things that you don't expect. So that is very likely what we're going to see at bound for glory this year, but let's get into some match predictions and what we think will happen. The very first one I want to talk about is something that we kind of teased talking about on last week's edition of the hashtag Miranda show. We just ran out of time, but this match in particular is very interesting because it is to crown a new impact champion. Um, It's the inaugural impact champion. It is uh, the final match. It's a six way match to determine the first ever impact digital media champion. Now this was announced uh, earlier in September or actually late September, the title was introduced on an episode of Impact, um, and that it would there would be a tournament to declare to crown the first ever digital media champion. And there wasn't a whole lot of information announced as far as you know some details as to what makes this unique and and how it would be defended. Specifically, uh, the Impact Wrestling noted that it would be defended through a lot of their social platforms and online platforms, including Impact Plus, um, their YouTube channel, as well as being defended on pay per views. Um, but the focus is very much what would be a modernized television championship. It seems you know that it seems like the evolution. Uh, of that. And a unique aspect about this is that when they were announcing the competitors uh, for the tournament, it was announced and really in the promo package was the first indication that this would be an intergender title. So men and women can compete for this title. Before we get into the predictions for this match, I do want to get your thoughts, Greg, on this new championship by Impact Wrestling. Um, Najir Chambers and I did a full review on this for Big Gold Belt Media a few weeks ago. So I've already shared my thoughts with the world, but I'm very curious on your thoughts. I mean, it, it, it's it's weird because you could defend any belt on those platforms. You don't have to have a special belt for them. They even said it could be defended on the TV show. It's being crowned on pay-per-view, just like any other belt. Like, But... It, it seems like a reason to introduce a new title. They are doing the whole thing where it could be a man or a woman going after it. What I like the most about it is that they're not screaming that from the rooftops, right? They're not mm-hmm. making this a huge deal. 
that men yeah. or women can challenge for this title. It's just kind of a thing that's part of it. And to me, I like that because it, it's we're getting to a point where that doesn't matter in yeah. certain scenarios and certain settings. So I like that aspect and, of it. And I think that's what Impact has done fairly well with intergender wrestling is that they do it, but they don't shout it from the rooftops. It's something that is fairly, it's a lot more organic. Now, as I, we've talked about championships, like last week when we talked about the TBS championship with AEW, it's championships are usually done to fill a gap um, with their roster, with their programming. And this may be their way to really help build up their social media presence. But you're right, as far as in the description of this championship, it could be defended on pay-per-view, on television, but also it seems like the emphasis would be more on, uh, you know, social media. So we could see it anywhere from, say, before the impact, which airs, you know, exclusively on YouTube. It could be part of their specialized YouTube content, or we may just see a match post on social media or the Impact Plus app specifically with this so it leaves you know a lot of openness to drive people to uh, social media, but I think the key thing is is that you'll want to have matches that people would rush to social media for, um, and and that is something where you're already in a very competitive market for social media with views. Uh, you know that that's already hard when you have that already with a lot of promotions um, or just in general clips from even major promotions like AEW and WWE. So, you know, what will make this stand apart, stand out? Um, and, and I think, you know, the level of competition, how much it varies. Um, but the matches, I still think, have to be good. The matches mm-hmm. have to be memorable. The matches, like, it cannot just be throwaway matches. You're going to have to have good competition. And opening the competitive field, I think, makes it so that you have that. Um, so, with that, we have at this time most of the competitors determined for this uh, six-way match. Uh, we have John Skyler, Crazy Steve, Falaba, Chelsea Green, and then the last qualifier match um, is between Alicia Edwards and Daniil Dashwood. So the winner of that match would be added to this to have the sixth and final competitor. So out of everyone listed here, Greg, who should win, who will win? Did you say Jordan Grace? I did. Okay. Um, To me, that's actually the answer to the question. I believe that Jordan Grace should win and will win for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, which is weird, she is big on social media. And, and and has quite the social media following. So does Chelsea Green at the same time. Mm-hmm. But Chelsea Green, it's it's weird because you can make that connection. Chelsea Green is getting married to Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder was the internet champion for the longest time. Like it just seems kind of convenient mm-hmm. to go that route. Granted, he could have also been the person to hold this, right? Like that would have made sense. That's but, what we thought. I think when a lot of people heard this, this title announced, thought he was going to be the person to get it. And the fact that he's not even in this match is definitely a, a yeah. swerve from initial thoughts. What's interesting to me, and, and that's who I would go with. Um, I know there's a lot of movement around the fringes around, you know, behind John Schuyler to, to kind of get his first big, big thing. Um, but you need to move the needle with something like this. Mm-hmm. To me, what's a bigger deal is who's not in the match. Like, 
And I know some of these people could end up in, in the gauntlet that we'll talk about later, but like there's some really beloved people who don't have spots on this card. Like a Willie Mack. Okay. Like Rich Swan, who headlined last year's Bound for Glory. He's not even on the card right now. He'll probably be in the gauntlet, but still, like mm-hmm. he would have been perfect for this. Sue Young, not on the card. Was in the second to last match last year at Bound for Glory. Beat Deanna Parazzo, the only person to beat Deanna Parazzo in like 18 years. And she did it, lost it right back, which which made sense. I have no problem with that. But it's just, you know, it's it's just interesting how they're how they're doing it, where they're doing it. and they're putting it on like the kick their version of the kickoff show. Like their their mm-hmm. pre-show. Which makes sense with the different versions of media that's on. But they're already kind of telling us. This thing's not that important. Yeah. The fact that the, they're not having this on the main show, and it could be because, you know, that will air on social media and that will be free. That's fine. But when this is an inaugural belt, you know, it almost feels like they should switch the gauntlet and this, you know, uh, this this match and just, just switch the, you know, the gauntlet should be on the pre-show and this should be on the main show. I agree, but but it's so like cliche to put the gauntlet on the pre-show. Like, I feel like you could have just put together. Like, there's only six matches on the main show right now. Yeah, I mean, you and, could put like you know, violent by design, and and we'll talk about it anyways. Yeah, but like, you know, there's, there's you others done. that you could. But but anyways, so as as far as who I think who should and who will, I feel like who should. I am leaning more towards a Chelsea Green, and in general, I'm leaning towards a woman to to win this. And I think you're absolutely right as far as moving the needle, as far as the point of this belt and the social media attention that it could garner. The women on the roster have just a bigger social media following. I think Tennille Dashwood will be the third person in this match, and I could see an argument for any three of these women to win it. How, but I do think as far as who will win will be Jordan Grace. I agree with that sentiment. I think for someone who it remains, you know, continues to be on the roster and someone who can wrestle in intergender matches, you know, on the regular and does a great job with them. I think as an inaugural champion, she will do great. Um, not to say that, that neither Tennille nor, nor Chelsea would, I think again, who should win as far as putting the emphasis on digital media would be Chelsea. But as far as a champion, I think Jordan Grace. One of the things about this is that the, the matches initially were on impact plus and on YouTube for their ultimate insider subscribers. It's like what a dollar mm-hmm. a month or whatever. Yeah. Is this really going to get anybody to buy this thing? Like the truth, probably not. Like, you know, again, and that's why I'm thinking like the the matches have to be unique. The matches actually have to but be But they're not. Good. So far, they, like we've seen Well, I mean, what, what can you do in wrestling that's unique, I guess? Like we've seen six yeah. ways, we've seen intergender matches. It's just I don't know. Like to me, I feel like they wanted to do something different, something that will spark interest, something that that's going to be unique and is going to set them apart. And I just don't think this is that. Mm-hmm. But you got to try. Like I can't yeah. I'm not faulting them. I just don't think it's going to. Well, work. and again, Impact Wrestling slash TNA has had a history with championships that have worked and some that haven't. And the thing is, they're still there this year to talk about. I'm kind of so, mad. I'm kind of upset that they made a new belt for this and didn't just use the old Legends Championship that they've used for six other titles. Like that would have made me so happy if they yeah. just carved out the Legends slash TV slash Grand slash King of the Mountain Championship. 
and just mm-hmm. made it the, the digital media, media championship. Well, you know, if you look in depth, they really did add a level of detail to it to make it, you know, the background look like a, you know, motherboard or whatever yeah. circuit board, you know, so a little bit. But also something that Jir and I did mention, and I'm curious of your thoughts. Does it not give you AEW belt vibes? Like the way that it's kind of like, uh, it's what I think is it should have been a cleaner design with like more square hard edges. And this one has kind of more of like the pedal. uh, Yeah. Especially like the side plates do like the middle plate doesn't, it's honestly, I like, I, yeah, the motherboard effect, whatever. Maybe it's the picture. I don't like it. I don't think, I don't think the design's that good. You wouldn't like it. Why wouldn't I? But it's not your belt to win. Apparently, it's Jordan Grace's. So I'm ruling on so. this decision. The belt shall go to Jordan Grace. Like right. now, I'm looking at a picture of the whole thing, and and I see where the AEW vibes come from. I really do. Yeah. Um, it looks better than the TBS slash TNT championships. I will say that. Well, because the TBS logo is just so. Uh, it's and like the TNT not, it's, one a, it's a it's a it's a commercial logo. It's a TV logo. It should not be a logo on a belt yeah their belts are different and i give them credit for having belts that are different um and okay now there's a i see a graphic that literally compares the AEW championship to the impact one and it's interesting but they smushed the AEW championship to make the shape Mm -hmm. look the same like again the internet yeah tries to force things i just yeah it's it's whatever up next, we were just talking about it, so might as well get to it. The Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. This is an annual match in which you have, uh, I believe, 18, 1, 2, 20, 3, 4, 5. Okay, 20, sorry. 20 competitors enter this match, and the winner receives a trophy and a contract that they can invoke at any time in order uh, for one year. Uh, and they can challenge for any championship they choose. Last year, we had Rhino win. And not only did he win that, but he won a contract for Heath. Long game with that, where Rhino held onto that belt slash we forgot he even had another belt, right. the, the trophy, to the point we forgot about the trophy until he joined Violent by Design and cashed that in to win the Impact Tag Team Champions. That was a whole wasted storyline but that's a, another topic for another day 15 20 new competitors in this so far who we have announced is rich swan we also have brian myers moose and then you have number one and number 20 chris saban will be entering in at number one and w morrissey will be entering at number 20 so on top of that, we have all that. Essentially, those are the names that you need to to know as far as one, 20, and then some of these bigger names. Or we can even speculate someone who hasn't entered yet as the winner. But Greg, who should, who will? So who should win this is W. Morrissey. That's who should win this. It's something he, someone they can, they can put some weight behind, someone they can push and, and really build up long term. Who will win this is whatever they are going to call Braun Strowman. That, that's who will win this. And what stinks about it is it's cliche, but sometimes cliche works. That's who should be going in at number 20. Mm-hmm. Like number 20 should be reserved for your surprise entrant in this case, yeah. I think. 
but you've already given that to somebody by virtue of the match you had between Saban and Morrissey. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 they've kind of blown that. So to me, it's, it's, I mean, it'll still be a surprise when he comes out. Look, AJ Styles entered the Royal Rumble number three, and that was shocking. But Edge came back at 21. But still, um, I would have loved to see Braun going last because 30 used to be this huge deal in the Royal Rumble for the mm-hmm. longest time. And then, like in 2019, uh, the one that you and I were both at, we already knew who was coming out last because they did the Mix Max Challenge, and, and so those winners already had those spots solidified. But to me, I think that that you should have had held Braun Strowman's debut for that last spot. But regardless of when he comes in, I do think he's going to win this one, and and that'll be one of the big surprises of the night. Yeah. I agree with you on who should win is W. Morrissey. I don't know. I don't think Braun Strowman's, you know, ink is dry yet. You know, and I know we'll be by Friday. You know, I just I'd like to think that this was already planned out to the point where they've really been building W. Morrissey to that monster role. And granted, I understand, you know, when you have two monsters uh, in your company like that, how do you balance that out? Mm-hmm. I think that they'll stick with the original plan of W Morrissey, or at least whatever the current plan is, because that has been working fairly well. And so I think that they got to see it through. So as far as who should win is W Morrissey um, and, and who will, I just, I'm going to, you know, keep my faith with that because I feel like that's the story that they've been building. And even if, you know, Strumming comes in, I don't know, we'll see what, what, you know, what point Mm -hmm. he comes in at. Uh, It could be possible, you know, this is even a a, a different story Um, and who else it could be. Probably not though, but we talked about it a little bit earlier, the next match, a violent by design versus Heath and to be announced. So he has been trying to pull back in his old tag team partner, Rhino, who has been with Violent by Design, but ceremoniously kicked out. So who who knows, you know, who will be on his side. But this is absolutely a place for, you know, a surprise entrant. Would it be a random place for a Braun Strowman to come in? Absolutely. Would it be the best utilization of him? No. But. Could it be just that one-off that you need to in order to just generate the buzz and then put them in a storyline, a little bit more of a proper storyline later on? Now, let's get to it. Who do you think should and who will win? Who should and who will win are the same people, and that's Heath Slater and Rhino. Yeah. That, that's who's going to win this. Rhino's going to be the partner. He was kicked out of Violent by Design. It makes perfect sense, and it's what they should do. It's the feel-good moment that people are going to want to see. Like, Heath... He's always going to be Heath Slater. I don't care if they don't call him that in, in Impact. He brings about a feel-good vibe. Like, mm-hmm. people root for the guy. And for him to, like, he may never win the Impact World Championship. He might. Who knows? But for him, like, this is a moment. And people would get behind a Heath moment, especially coming back from all the injuries that he's had and everything else. And to reunite him with Rhino, Heath and Rhino are a team that is loved by many. And it's just, this is where, stay out of your own way. You got 15 spots in a gauntlet. You can debut other people that way and have other surprises that are fun. And and, and we can get to some of that later. But I think this is where you just go with, go chalk, tell the story, let it be Rhino, have Heath and Rhino win. I, I'm inclined to agree. You know, I feel like it sucks that Violent by Design is losing the momentum because they started off so strong. 
They started off so, so strong. And when they won the belts, it was almost like beautiful long-term planning. Something that you forgot about with Rhino winning the Call Your Shot gauntlet that he was able to utilize. It made Eric Young look like a fucking mastermind. And then the Good Brothers came and fucked it all up. And that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. So, you know, it sucks. I would love to see them regain some of that momentum and badassery, but the the fire is already extinct there. It's too far gone at this point. Yeah, it's weird. Like, something about Eric Young-led factions that fizzle out. And I don't know why, because they're awesome when they get started. Yeah. Like, Sanity was the same way. Everybody loves Sanity, and it just, like, just gone. So as far as I think who should win an ideal world, it actually would be violent by design, but who will win is Heath and Rhino, whoever. Yeah. Whoever's in it. So debuts. This one is official. I'm excited for it. And I don't care. I love this. And he knows which one I'm talking about. Of course. Everybody does. I'm surprised we're doing it now. I was thinking about it, but I'm saying, uh, you know, I, I have one. This this is the last match before we get into. I'll say this is the last break. match before intermission. So yeah, that makes sense. Yes, 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 yeah, makes sense. Uh, and that is for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. The K, uh, the team of Havoc and Rosemary will be facing the Inspiration, Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. The Inspiration have made their way to Impact, which is where. I've been saying since the moment they got released where they should go. Um, and I I know it, it took some time, and I'm sure they had to evaluate a lot of their options. But when you think of women's tag teams, they have really stated their case. You know, they have been the, I, you know, pun intended, iconic women's tag team that we've had over the past few years. And when you think of where was the best place for them to go, it just made sense to have Impact Wrestling as they brought back the tag team, the Knockouts tag team titles. They have a more established women's division, and it would allow them to continue to work together towards something. And as much as AEW could or could have not been more lucrative or could have had a bigger platform or audience, the women's division is still something that is struggling and they would have gotten lost in that. At least with impact, they could really be at the forefront of it and they can make wrestling history by being the first tag team to win both the WWE and the impact women's tag team championships and there's not a spot for them in aew really like no the spot they would occupy is currently occupied by penelope ford and the bunny now aew flea of their month they they would have just pushed them aside yeah yeah they would have done it and then after that they would have been they could have done actually had a great feud you know but even then like penelope ford and the bunny are also feuding with ty conti and anna jay so you already have the tag team feud yeah, the four the four blondes. Yeah, I know. I remember. Yeah, the diverse we, roster, we the most diverse about, roster yes, in the world. Yeah, the diverse. Yes. So, like, I, 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 I mean, wish they, there was a better phrase because people might remember the band called the Four Non Blondes. I would. I wish there was a something opposite of non besides just not having the word non just, and having yeah, the four just blondes. Four blonde, but, yeah. 
the four fake blondes. I don't know what to call but them. But you also think kind of their sense of humor uh-huh. gels very well oh, yeah. with with Impact Wrestling. Like, like if there's another Wrestle House, oh, you God. want them on it. Stop it. Yes. Like yeah. you want them on it. it and I yeah. hope that Jessica McKay, who I got to find that interview in the archives and, and play it because that was her just bagging on the Australian independent scene was amazing back then. But I hope she just does everything she did in WWE. Like I want to mm-hmm. see her giving out resumes. I want to see her yes. doing the whole thing. Like I hope they don't change their characters. Like just change their iconic to more an inspiration and just go. Like it, you don't need to change. Just, it ain't fix. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Don't like, fix it. Exactly. You might feel like it's broke because you got released, but whatever. It ain't broke. Just no. go and do it. And this is happening at the perfect time because remember, the only reason Decay even hold these titles, and you picked them to win, but is because half of of was it Fire and Flavor? I don't even remember the t- name of the team at this point. Yeah, Fire Contract and Flavor. Kiera Hogan left. She left, and now she's part of All Elite Wrestling. And, yeah. You know where is she on Dark? But. Yeah, Kimberly is no longer teaming with Deanna Brazzo. Yeah, uh, like she's now undead, and and with Brandy Lauren and, and Sue Young, who's you know signing autographs at this show or whatever. Um, it, it's just um, even though she won the knockout championship last year at Bound for Glory, it I think this is the it's it's well I don't love and Impact does this too much where the brand new person comes in and wins. Mm-hmm. I think that. This is what should happen here is the brand yeah. people should come in and win. And I think it will happen here. And I give them credit. Some debuts should not be advertised in advance because you have the moment of surprise. Other debuts should be advertised in advance. I think this one was the right call to advertise mm-hmm. it in advance. You did it on Knockouts Knockdown, which nobody was watching, but I think that it still hit on social media. You could follow up with an Impact Wrestling, which not a ton of people watch anyway. But I think that it, they're needle, they're still needle movers to the point where you had to announce them ahead of time. You really yeah. did. And they did. You really did. Yeah. So there's no – the only should and will win is the inspiration. And that is final. That is the final decision. I've declared I, it. I mean, I, I can't, can't – My disagree. ruling is final. It should be. I know what you're looking for. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I got, Do I'm, it. I'm like in the Do total it. wrong wrong thing. Do it. There you go. There you go. My ruling is final. Your new knockouts tag team champions, the inspiration, and it will be a good day for all. An inspired day. Inspired day. Oh, the merch yes, it is, is. going to be so good. The lines, I'm excited for this, probably everyone. Be, they will probably immediately become their biggest merchandise movers, too. I really think yeah. so. Yeah. Yes. And we'll see. Yeah, just they might that. become their biggest stars. And I'm not being facetious. I mean No, this. no, no. I feel like with the charisma, with the, you know, people are going to be excited to see them again on television. I Let do think they question. are going to be a, a needle mover. Yeah. You're going to have people want to watch them. Let me ask you this question. When is the last time the Impact's Knockout Championship main evented an Impact pay-per-view? Never. Right. The uh, first time outside, will be the, yeah. the, the next time yeah. will be the first time. I think you could get there with them. Mm-hmm. I really do in this women's division. I really think you could. Maybe you got to put them against yeah. a super team, Deanna Parazzo and somebody else. But I really think you could get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And should get there. And you opinion. should. Yes. 
And has I the, think have the, the, has the Knockouts champion ever main evented a TNA pay per view, Impact Wrestling pay per view? I have to look that up. That's a whole different topic. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other topic. I not. I'm looking in my very shallow computer of a head, and I cannot think of it. That's okay. Um, yes, but um, anyways, we're gonna hit to commercial break. Yes. When we get back, we are going to break down the last three matches for Bound for Glory. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So we are back with the second half of the Hashtag Miranda Show, and we are breaking down the final three matches for Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory happening this Saturday I believe it's October 23rd. Math is hard. Or looking at a calendar is hard. You're correct. Uh, yes. But Saturday, October 23rd, it will be live on pay-per-view. Bound for Glory, one of the biggest events of the year for Impact Wrestling. We've already broken down four matches listed on the card. We broke down who we think will win the inaugural Impact Digital Media Championship. We also talked about Violent by Design versus Heath and his mystery partner. Uh, we also talked about the um, Call Your Shot gauntlet match and with the announced participants and also the 15 others, which again, you know, who knows? Plug random debut here. Um, and of course, the inspiration making their debut uh, to face Decay for the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Another championship. Actually, the the next three matches are all championship matches, and this one I want to get into next is the X Division Championship. We have a three-way match to determine a new X Division champion. It is currently held by Vacant. Vacant. Strikes again. Yes, Vacant Strikes Again. So in line with what we'll talk about briefly uh, in a little bit regarding uh, the World Championship picture, the X Division Championship was vacated by Josh Alexander when he implemented Option C, a very little-known rule within uh, Impact Wrestling, but one that has been used actually almost annually for quite some time, and that is when the current X Division champion can vacate the, the title in order to receive a title shot for the world championship. So Josh Alexander th- did this in order to face Christian cage. And now, well, you had a series of matches to determine these three competitors, Trey Miguel, Steve Macklin and El Fantasmo. So who do you think should win? Who do you think will win? Um, this is another case where I think the should and will are the same person. Even though you could make an argument for any of the three to win, but and this is I'm surprised by this statistic because the way that belts flop around all the time in companies, including Impact Wrestling, Trey Miguel's never held this title. Yep. Which is, is surprising we, to me. We talked about this, I believe it was Slam Anniversary with uh yeah. um Ultimate X. Yeah. He was my pick to win because of the fact that he had my, not won the title. My pick was Josh Alexander, and that was just me being hopeful, and it just turned out to be yes. right. Um, and you're just, but oh, I do surprise. think, like I said, it was hopeful and I was, it was luck. I'm not saying I knew. 
Um, I do think Trey Miguel should win this. I do think Trey Miguel will win this. There's another should here, though. There's another should involved in this match. I know they just did it at, at Slammiversary or whatever. This should be an Ultimate X match. Oh. Like, huh. this absolutely should be an Ultimate X match. And the fact that it's not is... is it, it, it's irresponsible at this point. Like, this is your biggest event of the year. I know you just did it at, at Slammiversary, but, like, you're trying to get eyeballs. And, and this is where you, where you do it. This could also be a spot for a random debut. Even though you did all these qualifiers, you did all this whatever... Yeah. I just feel like it would have made more sense in Ultimate X where there's kind of less rules. Yeah. But I, I they went through a phase where the X Division was all triple threat matches for a while. Mm-hmm. And I hope we're not going back there. Like, that's what this tournament was. No, I don't, I don't think we're going back there. But multi-man matches have been mm-hmm. the MO of the X Division now for like two years. Yeah. Like, I could maybe count on forever. one hand how many singles matches, at least pay-per-view, yeah. that we've had for the X Division Championship. Yeah, it's not a lot. And Yeah, not, not a lot, you know? And they work. They work. I think that's why they ultimately had to have Ultimate X because of the amount of contenders. They've done anywhere from gauntlet matches oh, to, yeah. you know, four ways, five ways, three, you know? So you Reverse have to battle do Royals. that. Yeah, you do everything. Yes. So what I'm thinking, I agree with you on who should. I, I, I would love to see Trey Miguel win this. However, who I think will win this is someone that they've been building up uh, in in this division and in this this company um, is Steve Macklin. It, you know, I just have that kind of gut feeling that that's you know who they're gonna you know put this this belt on and does that mean it's gonna be necessarily entertaining i i still i can appreciate what they're doing with steve macklin giving him an identity giving us someone to know because we didn't know him really prior we just didn't get the chance to know him now he's establishing an identity but i do think and another way that impact wrestling has been very hit or miss is when you do put the titles on maybe those you know, former WWE people as a way. And we've kind of joked about this with AEW with like, say, Ruby Soho won the TBS championship, not so much out of spite booking to say, Hey, we could do it better. But I think it's their way of being able to say we could create something out of something that WWE couldn't give someone the opportunity. But here's the thing. Impact doesn't have Tony Khan shouting it from the mountaintops. Like, they can put this title on Steve Macklin and no one go on social media and like, see, WWE, you screwed this guy up. Like, and, and Steve Cutler. I think people I mean, would yeah, forget we, that he was in WWE. We, I don't think they're going to see that. They should forget. He was one of the forgotten sons. We should all forget. Yes. Like, that was the gimmick. Wesley Blake. Like, who who was he? Who knows? Um, yeah, I, that's why I didn't even, like, I didn't even remember his name in WWE. See? Yeah, Steve Cutler. Um, and they made a huge deal about him when he debuted and it just didn't work out. And he became a forgotten son, um, which, again, is hilarious if you think about it now since they're all gone except for one guy who shouldn't be there. Um, it's, it's yeah, I, I just, it's maybe you should have put the digital media championship on him then. Like, this yeah. is not the intercontinental title. And that's what it feels like Steve, I don't, now I want to say Steve Cutler, Steve Macklin needs is their version of the intercontinental championship. And they don't have it. But it almost is, though. Like, that's, that's the right. thing. Like, this be. is the best equivalent to that literally that's yeah, how the best they have it got vacated you know like this is how they got this in the first place because 
this is the champion, you know, the vaca- vacating this championship allowed, uh, you know, Josh Alexander to, to challenge for the world championship. Which, so damn it, is supposed a- to happen at Destination X. Like, let's let's be honest here. Like, I know they didn't even do that, but, like, that was the whole point of option C when Austin Aries just invented it out of thin air and it became a thing. And one person on the internet writing about wrestling at the time picked Austin Aries to win. One person. One person. Picked Austin Aries to win. And I'll tell you who that person was later. <laughs> we'll save it till the end. We'll save it. We'll save it end. to when we talk about someone who used yes. option C. Yes. Up next, we have the Impact Knockouts Championship being defended. The reigning defending champion, Deanna Barrazzo, facing the Impact slash TNA legend, Mickey James. Now, this has been a feud really deeply ingrained in women's wrestling. It has, you know, straddled through NWA and has uh, come back to Impact. And this one in some ways feels a little bit harder to choose because, you know, this is a very deeply rooted feud, but also, you know, Deanna has gone through everybody in the knockouts division. She's gone through everyone, even, you know, uh, in, in whatever competitors they've, they've brought forth. And so it leaves such a big question mark as to me, which direction they can go. You know, I am more inclined to say she retains that this is really just another, you know, way to cement her legacy in defeating a true legend. Because that is what we thought we would get at Slammiversary. Mm-hmm. Not so much of a legend, but that Forbidden Door with Thunder Rosa came. Still a great match. But I do think that really taking on a legend within women's wrestling will just continue to be another notch. Something else that she can stick, you know, uh, stick her 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 flag and claim to be the best women's wrestler in in all of pro wrestling right now so i'm inclined to say who will win and even who should mickey james gets nothing she doesn't need this you know and i feel like the feud itself has been able to stand a lot of just the animosity between the two um i feel like you know as, as much as it's very you know it's it's it's, it's a story where it would be great to see Mickey James come up and, and win and help defeat the undefeatable Diana. It, it still leaves you what's next. And with Mercedes Martinez, who recently won the um, knockdown, uh, knockouts, knockdown tournament and receives a future title shot. I am very interested in a Diana Prazzo Mercedes Martinez feud. And I could even see Mercedes Martinez being the person to eventually dethrone Diana Prazzo. Um, so I think that that's more of a story to tell, but I'm curious, Greg, who should, who will. So who should win this match? Diana Prazzo. Like that's yeah. just to me, it's obvious. Like she is probably in, in the ring. Like, I know it's so funny because this kind of statement could piss off everybody. She's probably the best women's wrestler in the world right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, and and that'll make AEW fans upset because they think that Britt Baker is now more popular than the four horsewomen. If you read, believe what you read on the internet, that's going to make just, just laugh. Why? They have 10, the, 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 the lowest social media following of any of the four horsewomen is 10 times that of yes. Britt Baker. Um, of course, WWE fans w- w- would not like that, but Deanna Parazzo has just been doing the damn thing for a long time now, and 
and only lost it because they needed a surprise moment with and, and had mm-hmm. it with Sue Young when when Kylie Ray couldn't be in there. And, and who knows, like if Kylie Ray was there, maybe we don't get this amazing run out of Deanna Prato. I don't know. So Deanna Prato should win. Mickey James is a squeaky wheel. Oh. And I think the squeaky wheel is going to get her grease at Balfour. Wow. I really do. And I don't like it. I don't. And and you won't find a bigger Mickey James fan. Like the whole run she had with Trish Stratus was so good, so mm-hmm. well done, and she played her role perfectly and basically made her career after that. But she's become like the Karen of women's wrestling, like like just complaining but about do, everything. But is that more just a behind the scenes or more of a structure? Uh, no, she's out there, man. She, she the whole build up to Empower was like WWE this, WWE that. Like she asked for this in WWE, they didn't give it to her, and so she went to the. Well, NWA yeah, no, no, no. I mean it. that as far as being able the opportunity to build a, a women's show and be a part right. of it. But do you think that Squeaky Wheel really means a championship run? I think it's going to mean a championship win. I don't think she's going to hold it very long, but I think she's yeah. going to get the win. I think she'll lose it, hopefully, back to Deanna Parazzo. I've long campaigned for – look at the UFC, right? A champion can get caught in a fight, surprised, and then win it back in the rematch. And they did it last year when Deanna Parazzo lost to Sue Young, Undead Bride version, at Bound for Glory, who was filling in for Kylie Ray. Fast forward to this year's Bound for Glory. Maybe she loses again. Then you could build a story for next year. The only time Deanna Parazzo loses is Bound for Glory. And you could mm-hmm. build a story like, can she well, actually and get I'm, over that hump? I'm actually more interested in maybe more of a surprise. If if the if the tournament win is more like a, you know, money in the bank. Right. If, say, you know. Um, a woman wins it, yeah. Yeah, Deanna wins her match and Mercedes runs in to capitalize mm-hmm. on it. That two could make a lot more sense. Yeah. The only time one, it happens up on for Lori Two, She, you know, had a hell of a match between Mickey James and Mercedes ended up, you know, capitalizing on that to, right. to win. And that's the only reason. Yeah. I could see that too. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I really don't. At the end of the day, above who should win and who will win this match is I am not ready. Despite the fact that she's gone through everybody, I'm not ready for Deanna Parato to stop being the knockout champion. Mm-hmm. Whether it's for, if they do it for a couple of weeks, that's fine. But like long term, yeah, I think you need to like she needs to finish this off like legendary, yeah. And that will not happen until Bound for Glory twenty twenty two at the earliest. Doesn't mean she can't, doesn't mean she can't lose it and win it back. But to me, like that's the best way. Some people don't need to be booked on top all the time. She's like their version of Charlotte Flair. Like you just got to mm-hmm. put her like LOL. Deanna Prato wins should be a thing, but oh, yeah. it should be a thing because it's the right thing to do. In my opinion, mm-hmm. very few people you can say that about. She's one of them. She's like their Roman Reigns. Yeah. She's had the title again, the briefness. And if anything, I think I did like that because it cut it up a little bit. And, you know, it was more of the element of surprise because it was, you know, she was the surprise opponent. Right. So there was a lot of story in that that could make it very believable as to why that win happened. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I think that could be you can go one or two ways. If she loses again by the element of surprise or you take the next X amount of time, whether that is the next year to build up the next competitor, because eventually you have to you have to build up who is going to be the next person. Um, and I think the feud wise that they've done with, with Mickey is great. Um, but that's not the big, great feud. 
You know, it is someone else. Who that is, I can't pinpoint at this time. Um, but it is. And when that win happens, it will be great for whoever that is and for Deanna as well. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Last match, final match. It is for the Impact World Championship. Champion Christian Cage is facing Josh Alexander. As we talked about it a little bit ago, Josh Alexander uh, was able to capitalize on this opportunity by cashing in the Exhibition Championship in Option C. Um, and this one is fairly highly anticipated uh, and one where as soon as he did retain, you know, the Exhibition Championship um, at Slammiversary just seemed to be, you know, the, the next logical organic step for him. And one that I know you've mentioned before, Greg, how you hoped that he would get to this level. Guy retired, like was told he could never wrestle again because of neck injury problems and got second opinions years later, was told he'd come back, came back, and has just been doing amazing things. And and Ethan Page leaves the company, and he still signed on for another two years. Like it just makes sense. And you can't rely on like, – like this whole card, even look at it. There's a whole lot of outside talent, non-homegrown talent. And – Homegrown talent means, in, in this sense, and this came up on on you know the good side of wrestling Twitter the other day. Homegrown talent means like you got your notoriety in such and such company, and there are very few people in Impact Wrestling, Trey Miguel being one, that could be considered homegrown talent. And Josh Alexander is one of them. And even though it's you know not even a third of his career has been spent there, like he's years elsewhere, but never on the grand stage. This is the biggest stage he's ever performed on. He's a guy they can build around, and and I just believe that – does he move the needle? No, you're going to have to do other things to move the needle around him and give him name challengers that he can beat. But to me, it it's really makes sense for Josh Alexander to do this. Otherwise, why have him give up the, the X Division championship? Now, granted, he could try to go back and win it again, but it just to me makes sense. And option C has a fairly good record in, in terms of wrestling. I mean, no one expected Austin Aries to win. I did. That's what I teased earlier. I was like the only person that picked Aries, and I was told I was crazy. There's no way Austin Aries is going to beat Bobby Roode. Guess what? He did, and and he had to. Otherwise, option C would have been worthless, and it would have totally demeaned the X Division Championship. Had Austin Aries not won that match, I don't think we'd even have an X Division Championship right now because it would have just been so inferior. And then the next time they did it, it was with Chris Saban, and guess what? He won. He beat Bully Ray became world champion. Now he lost it back a few weeks later. But he still won. Option C still worked. Both these happened at, at, at a Destination X pay-per-view. But this is Impact Wrestling's grandest stage. And you've got Josh Alexander using Option C. Who should win and who will win is Josh Alexander. Easy. He's going to win. Would I be shocked if Christian Cage wins? Sadly, no. But I'll be pissed. Yeah. I, I feel like everything, especially everything that the World Championship has been through over the past year. You know, it, it was, quote unquote, kind of held hostage by Kenny Omega. Um, you know, just the the way that those matches happened and not having that crossover in AEW. Finally, you do have that crossover and it's won by Christian Cage, at least feeling a little bit more homey with someone with history of the company. But it does he feel very on Rampage. Okay, I'm getting to that. 
I was just about to say it still slided. Yes. It still slided. We know there were so many missed opportunities for Kenny Omega to put someone over. He had this stupid belt collector gimmick that really went nowhere because he won no other belts after this. Because no one wanted to. Because people saw what happened to their titles yes. when Kenny Omega won them. You know, they 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 brought back the TNA Heavyweight Championship just for Kenny to win it and use it as a prop, just so Christian could just retire. That's not why they brought it back. He... They had brought it back so long before that. Like that's not why Moose brought it in and all that. No, but that's what but it became. It feels, yeah, that's what it became. You're right. As far they as even like... changed the color of the strap to match the other. I titles. thought it was just because they had like lost the belt, or I remember hearing like that. No, that's that a bunch of belt bullshit. was. That's a bunch of bullshit. You know, Kenny was like the belt's got to match. Come on now. I don't. I don't remember all the colors of all the belts. They're I all don't... black. All those belts had black straps with gold. Plates. Oh, I was remembering the white one. Exactly. The white one was the good. The white one was what they had, but then when Kenny won it, it suddenly became oh, black. Oh, right I thought the Kenny white won. one was like okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. Sorry, I mixed the white one and the black one. The black one was dumb. I thought. I, I don't remember. One, I honestly I don't... thought the black one looked better than the white one, but I'm one of the rare people that hates the white belts. But at the same time, like either way, Kenny Omega, stupid. The whole thing shouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly. And and you're right. You know, so many missed opportunities. At least feeling that it's back home ish with Christian Cage. You know, Josh Alexander defeating someone, a formidable opponent, someone, you know, deeply rooted in impact slash TNA history. It makes sense. But I I can't imagine this buildup, the sacrifice of, you know, the X Division championship for nothing. And it does ultimately what we hoped that it would do. Maybe not with the ideal people or right right people or people that we had, you know, suggested but it does what it's meant to do and bring that homegrown talent to the next level. And Josh Alexander is absolutely that. You know, imagine like going to high school, right? And and you've got your high school football team and like yeah, everybody who's playing, typically sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And then like some 27-year-old comes back and plays quarterback for your high school team who played before. That's what it felt like with Christian Cage being the the Impact World Champion. Like, it really did. Like, this... Josh Alexander should have beat Kenny Omega. Period. Like, the fact that it had to go on Christian Cage, on Rampage, and then Christian Cage lost to Kenny Omega on pay-per-view... Like, like it just. I'm gonna throw thing. my screen. Just stop. Just stop. It just. It, it's. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm gonna throw my so fucking stupid. screen. But months ago on this program, when Christian Cage was challenging Kenny Omega, I said Josh Alexander should be the one to beat Kenny Omega, and then I will be pissed if Christian Cage beats Kenny Omega and Josh Alexander has to be Christian Cage. Fast forward, not to 2027, but to October 23rd, 2021. When this thing's going to take place, it's exactly what's going to happen. And Miranda, I am going to be one thing, two words. I am going to be hella pissed when this takes place. So I'll be pissed if he loses. I'm going to be pissed if he wins. Like, I, I want to be hella pissed because I want him to win. Because I love yes. Josh Alexander. I've interviewed yes. Josh Alexander on, on the Great DeMarco Show years ago before he had to retire. He, there's no one more deserving of this. We interviewed his current wife before they even were together in, in Jade Chung. Like, that was Patrick O'Dowd's 
tripping over his words over an Asian before Su Young was ever on the program. Like, like it all was was great in the history. And and so to see them get this level of success and see him get this level of success is something that I really want to happen. But there's going to be this bad taste in my mouth because he wasn't allowed to beat Kenny Omega. And that's what I'm going to be pissed about. So basically, Miranda, we are on the precipice of hella pissed because that's what's going to happen on Saturday. Win, lose, or draw. Because if he doesn't win, I'm going to be pissed. And if this he wins, is why they say wrestling fans can never be happy. Exactly at this point, Greg. <laughs> I have become what I hate. But it took impact wrestling to make me become what I hate. Think about that. Well, one. also it's Kenny Omega, which explains so much. Yes. I mean, really, if we're gonna if we're gonna step this back, Kenny Omega once again has pissed you the fuck off. Because he should be wrestling at Bound for Glory and losing. But we said this was gonna happen, and it did. I told you, before Tessa Blanchard won the Impact World title, she would not lose it in a match. And she didn't lose it in a match. No, no, no. So for everyone listening in 2027, we still predict the future in 2021, which means it's very possible that we've already predicted 2027, which is what you're hearing now, which is the past. Well, I did tell everyone... Johnny Gargano was going to main event WrestleMania 40 and become champion. So by now that has happened, by now being 2027. So good on me. Even though in 2021 it's really in doubt because he took all WWE references off his Twitter. But whatever. It'll get there. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, oh. But, you know, <laughs> figure that out. it'll happen. Um, but no, this is, it's like bittersweet because, yeah, Josh Alexander gets the win, but it's not what it could have been and it's not what it mm. should have been. And that just pisses me off. It really does because then all this forbidden door garbage would have been worth it. Mm -hmm. The way they portrayed Rich Swan as a loser against Kenny Omega and wouldn't even let him, wouldn't even let him leave the building. If you think about it, so he could go outside, like, like they just, and, and all the stupid stuff, promos and everything with Kenny Omega and the way he demeaned impact wrestling, like all that would have been worth it in the end. If Josh Alexander got to be the one to restore everything that is Impact Wrestling. But it was Christian Cage. And now he's going to lose to Josh Alexander. And that's going to be great. It's going to be a great match. And Josh, Josh yeah. Alexander is going to be a great champion. But it's not the setup it should have been. It's not the setup it should have been. But I still do think Josh Alexander bringing the championship home is the story that you end Bound for Glory with. And I am glad that it's you know very likely to happen. It should happen. Is he bringing it home? Uh, though? Because they touted Christian as bringing it home. But not really home. Like he's like timeshare home. He's like condo home. But that's what they told us. We're talking about home, home. But they told us he was bringing it home. They told us Christian returned home to save Impact Wrestling. It's it's they're not even touting this as like an AEW guy versus Josh Alexander at all. Like they're treating Christian like a a, a TNA slash Impact guy. But we know, we know, we do know. But again. If you were touting it as that, you'd make Josh Alexander look like a hero. I know. It, Some but, heroes but, you don't know, wear you have two faces, But at the end of the day, you have, still have two faces. Like, I, it is a hard, it's a rock and a hard place. Because you have two yeah. faces going in. You, you know, you, you, it's hard It's hard to do that. It would have been a lot easier if Kenny Omega was defending this belt. But we're not getting into that. Because I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Like, there's no point of rehashing this. Because it's said and done. And... I think, luckily, that is a mistake that Impact had to make and will not make again. 
And if they make it again, that's exactly why people use impact slash TNA as an adjective to describe yep. stupid shit. TNA got a TNA. Yes. And impact wrestling got a TNA, but I think they're going to get this one right. And maybe it's hopeful. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Just like when I picked Josh Alexander to win ultimate X against my better wishes. I didn't think like I was, as I was saying, it, I was like, this one's going to be wrong. And it wasn't. And, and mm. part of me has that fear now, believe it or not. Like, are you, will you be surprised if Christian wins? I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be hella pissed. See, we're on the precipice. Yes. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go in with optimism. I'm not letting wrestling Twitter or my own pessimism drag me down right now. If, when do you guys record your, your big gold belt media thing? Uh, we usually record on Fridays. If Josh Alexander loses, tell him the jeer. I will come on that show and just bitch and moan about it. I'll figure out a way yes. to work, whatever. Yes, yes. No, well, we would record even like a post thing. We would record probably, you know, on Sunday. Because that would be some bullshit. Whatever. Like that would be yeah. some straight up garbage. And and it's bad enough. It's already not the best situation. And then if you look. Don't worry. We. It, it's just a win-win for me now. If Josh Alexander wins or if he loses, Greg DeMarco will appear on the Big Gold Belt Media uh, Impact Wrestling Review uh, to lose his shit, which will be great. You and Najir both losing your shit. All of all three of us losing our shit. I mean, that's I won't lose good. my shit if he wins, but I will lose my shit if he loses. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. If he loses, if, uh, there won't be any shit left. Like, I will lose all of it and and... Might just straight up quit the wrestling business altogether. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not. I'd let that this, I people. feel like that's the new fucking title of this episode. Not the precipice of getting pissed and losing our shit, motherfuckers. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of swear words. Bound for lots of swear words. This card has a um, lot of... Think th- this, card, this card could really... Yeah. This is like... You could get this thing horribly wrong. Like the inspiration could lose. Uh, uh, Christian Cage could shit. win. Oh yeah, I mean we could we could finish watching the Bell Good Brothers could win. We haven't even talked about that because their match hasn't been set yet. But I mean they're just Fuck those guys. I'm I know done. they're horrible. I'm like done. I hope I don't care if it's Finn Juice or Bullet Club that that challenges them. Look at me. I know my Impact Wrestling. Look at that. Yes, I I really hope they lose. Like I can't stand them. Yeah, cannot, will not. That's no. that's its own category. I cannot and I will not. No, like and like I'd almost me. rather they just didn't have a match on on Battle for Glory. I really would. I That'd think they would drag me. the card down. That'd be fine with me. I'm but. sure Chris Bay and and Hikula will be the ones to win, but still, like. Good. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be Finn Juice. I don't know. But either way. Well, now that's just rude. You have my hopes up. And now you just were like, no, they're not going to win no. Finn Juice. I said maybe not. But uh, anybody be better than the Good Brothers. Anybody. Anybody but the Good Brothers. Your two dogs would be better than the Good Brothers. Like Sadie and Mickey. Bring them out there. Let them beat the Good Brothers. Uh, They'd probably put them over. Because that'd be something they would do. But yeah, I just... You know, eventually this this uh, tag team is going to uh, fold out to a trios. Yeah. I have to do trios 
um, booking for them. Yeah. Actually did discuss this uh, where uh, Mickey or Sadie and the other dog would be the tag team. Mickey would be the manager. Actually. So she'll retire from active competition and become the manager. See, this is, this is, this is your way of talking about things without talking about them. I see what you're, I know what you're doing. No, I know. I know. No, I know. I know you and know. that's okay because I you talk, You brought it up. But, you know, that also, when the time is appropriate to discuss a dog booking, it will be discussed um, on a future the question is, past episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. This is hilarious. And this is, this is just a, a weird dichotomy of life. Who would be better at booking the dogs? Oh, I. I am, I am so... Like, that's not even what I was referring to. Which of the two actual bookers in your oh, life would be better? At I, well, I, one, I, first off, I would like to book my dogs. You can book your dogs. I mean, I feel like you're impartial, and that's just what's important. Like, that was my, and I would you know, also, that's what I was saying, I would also listen to your ideas for the dogs and use them. That's why I was just saying, like, I put myself as the best booker for the dogs because I would be impartial. The other booker, the other booker would specifically book their dog. Oh, of course they would. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and just, you know, and I mean this, and I'm not saying it without saying it because I just mean that there's a preference for their dog, not for their style of booking. Uh, and while <laughs> I am very open-minded, and sometimes my dogs may not be the best workers, and I wouldn't put them over like that. I'm very objective. And I feel like you share my objectivity, whereas the other booker will put their dog over regardless of work rate. Dave, it's me, Dave. Just just save us. Josh Alexander needs to win, and he needs to win from Kenny Omega. Somehow, between now and Saturday, Kenny Omega needs can to we, win. Can we go back to the future? Is that what we have to do? We have to go back? We have to, to heat up the DeLorean, get it revving up to 88 yes. miles per hour, go back in time before Kenny lost to Christian Cage on Rampage, make sure he wins so that Kenny is the person uh, with the championship at Bound for Glory. I, I like this idea. I do. Okay. And then he puts over Josh Alexander. Then Christian Cage can beat Josh Alexander's next challenger on pay-per-view, probably some Impact Plus special, probably hardcore justice. I don't know. Either way... Yes. And that's really as we bring it full circle, what it's about, about if we could go back in time to do this as you're listening to the future, as we're talking about this in the past, about something that's happening in the future that would be the past for you, that we would do things differently. They could be listening next week and all this would apply, honestly. And... And maybe they are. And maybe they're listening in 2027. And maybe Johnny Gargano has headlined WrestleMania. But let's, you know, let's not get too out of hand here. <laughs> we can time travel, but we can't. We can't make miracles, Greg. I can book dogs, but I can't book Johnny Gargano. To win I can't. It's just not going to. Let's just be honest. That's just not going to happen anyway. You don't know. It I could. do. <laughs> and that's, that's, and that's the point. That's the point. And with that, we're just going to close off this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. 
Who knows, next week we may be coming in hella pissed at the results of Bound for Glory, or maybe we'll be really excited about the new reign of Josh Alexander, of the inspiration, and, you know, maybe guests and surprises. Uh, Who knows? But you'll just have to stay tuned to the Hashtag Miranda Show to find out. Of course, the Hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Which I got, I'm looking for things. Hang on. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Make sure to follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. And you can follow Greg at Chairshot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as the Chairshot at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Greg, hit him with the IZW information one more time. That is at IZW Wrestling AZ on all of your forms of social media and IZWWrestling.com. Grab your tickets November 20th. Gonna be a good ass time. Mm-hmm. November 20th, IZW fully legal. Make sure you're there. If you can't be there, well, you could still support IZW in the chair shot by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Listen to all the podcasts on the chair shot radio network and yeah, just keep doing you. Reach out to us on social media. Uh, if you have any comments, feedbacks, ideas for the hashtag Miranda show, as you could tell, we do whatever we want here. I do what I want, whatever, whatever. It is my show and I do whatever I want. You so do. I'm totally open to suggestions and ideas and thoughts on future topics uh, and things that we've talked about already. So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to Always keep it soft style. Thechairshot.com. Always. Use your head.